So many people talk about what it's like to change things up in your business when things aren't going well. But the way I see it, that's almost always easier to solve for it than when things are going well, but you're still left with that pit in the bottom of your stomach feeling that this just isn't the thing. I had that feeling when I left what looked like a dream job in New York City and moved out to Denver. I had that feeling when I decided to start pursuing my coaching business on an absolute effing mission to help women create a thriving life and business without sacrificing one for the other. That feeling that things were good, but they weren't great. And today I'm chatting with a guest who had built the super successful multi-six figure business with up to 14 full-time staff and had the courage to leave that all behind because she was no longer happy and felt she was losing herself. If you're someone who has been thinking about a pivot, but has been unable to fully commit and make it happen, or maybe it's the first time you're admitting to yourself that you're even ready for one, this episode is for you. You're going to love how this episode shines a light on the mindset work it takes and the not so fun thoughts no one likes to talk about in biz, but we all go through and gives you that extra dose of courage to step out, be seen and make an income doing what truly makes you happy. Even when that means starting over again. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Monica Doyle. Monica is a business mentor and passive income coach with over 10 years of business experience with multiple six-figure companies. She secured her retirement by the age of 29 in real estate investments and now lives her dream by mentoring other service-based entrepreneurs to create clarity in their business, find rock-solid confidence in themselves, and create consistent clients on repeat for sold-out business. Mom of one with another on the way. If she's not mentoring, she's outdoors having fun with her family. Monica, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I feel like I basically know you at this point. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how that's been happening lately. (laughs) So I first came across you on the podcast, Literally, where I followed your journey there and have just been so inspired and so curious, I guess you could say, about your pivot and your journey and just like watching it all unfold has been amazing. Oh, thank you. You know what? It's It's been exciting, scary, and just the biggest blessing in disguise all at once. So, I mean, I'm so happy to talk about it, expand on it, and then share the knowledge with your listeners because I feel like so many of us are stuck wanting something, but taking that mindset shift to actually, you know, pivot and and go into something that you love holds us back for so long. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. So can you tell me, I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it. Yeah, definitely. So as you just said, I mean, I've been in business forever. It's basically like it's, I, I eat, sleep and breathe business. I love it so much. Um, doing passive uh, income real estate as well. So I, I love it, but it hasn't always been easy. And that was my my journey on the pivot that we'll get to later. But what I love to do now is help other amazing female entrepreneurs who are service-based entrepreneurs really get out there, start either start their business, you know, get to a new income level and really create the impact and income they want and deserve, whether it's the confidence or the lack of like knowing direction or, you know, stuck on a plateau. The reason why I do this is because I know how hard it is to make the decision and actually stick with it. And so I love to help and see my clients hit, you know, 10K months and beyond by just going all in with the support. And it, it's it's life-changing for me and for them. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that support piece that you talked about because I think so often we get caught up in thinking that we have to build these businesses all on our own or that we should already have all the answers or we should already know how to do this or we should be further along on our journey or whatever whatever the thought gremlins are there that hold us back from actually embracing this dream that we have and this passion and making that income and impact from it. Um, so yeah. I just love that that's your mission and quite literally watching it unfold has been amazing. Oh, thank you so much. So would you say that embracing that pivot or embracing, you know, that shift and really deciding has been the biggest mindset shift for you or, or what's made the biggest difference for either you or your clients? Definitely. So I know for me, I knew, so with my, my first business, my business of a decade, I, I fell out of love with it. It was an amazing business. I had, you know, up to 14 staff. It ran pretty much by itself. I just didn't love it anymore. And so to know, and I really resonate with people who want to leave a nine to five or, you know, want to pivot into a different business is that there might not be nothing wrong with that set thing, but they just want something else. And so that's what it was for me. And so I definitely knew I wanted to embrace this change, but I sat there for years, you know, probably mm. two years because it's so hard to do and commit to. So I think the mindset shift started with that. But what it really got down to was me just getting so tired of basically my own bullshit and standing still and <laughs> knowing that like, I can either continue to stay here pretty much unhappy and lose myself hovering over, you know, how do I do this or just jump all in. And so that's really where the difference happened was acknowledging I wanted to do this, but then just a hundred percent committing to it and knowing that it's going to be uncomfortable, but I have to do it anyways. Yes. Oh my gosh. I saw a post on, I think it was on Facebook recently. And it was like a meme that was like, yes, building a business is uncomfortable, but so is being broke, like choose your uncomfortable. And I was like, Oh man, that like hits so many, it's so many things there because mm -hmm. Like, I think that so often building a business asks a lot of us. I always say it pushes on our personal and professional development from both sides because it really asks us to step into these things that can be really uncomfortable. But sometimes staying stuck or standing still is 
just as uncomfortable. (laughs) You're totally right there where like, you know, you have these ideas passing in your head and at some point, you know, it is the right decision, but then you're, you're stuck. And it's like for, for some period of time for me and my clients, anyways, being stuck is almost, you almost get comfortable there. But then at some point you're so unhappy or you realize you're just standing still too much that there has to be that shift and that change to get forward. And it is uncomfortable, but really where you are anyways, isn't, isn't fun. So it's like committing to it and just going all in is really where the change starts happening. I think sometimes in hindsight, we can say things like, Oh, I just decided I was sick of my own bullshit. But what did that actually look like for you? Like, how did that show up? And then what shifted? Yeah, so you've been following my journey for a lot. So it started a bit before then, um, before I actually went all into my coaching business, I had to go like all out in my other business and actually commit to wanting to leave or sell or close it. And that took a long time. And so once I finally made that decision, and it was really hard to do because the business was amazing. I had staff there. My mom was one of my employees and I just had to decide this was no longer for me. I'm going to go all in in my coaching business. But then what that looked like was going all in in a coaching business. But then you have all those fears and the guilt and, you know, imposter syndrome. It hits us all, really. And so going all in, but then procrastinating and not doing anything was kind of where I was stuck. And what really happened was when I realized that like, okay, I made these life changes, I committed, but I'm still not committing to do the, you know, the inner work and show up and do the work that matters. And so it was really get, you know, realizing that and getting sick of that, seeing myself half commit, sit on the sideline, that I decided that I had to really open up as an introvert, become visible. And that's where the changes started happening. So it's really, you know, I think everyone knows where they're struggling, whether it's an introvert and you're struggling to be visible or you're struggling to, you know, share your story or make sales, that's where you have to do the work. And so that's where it all started to change when I did the uncomfortable and just committed to it. Totally. I remember when I was embracing my own pivot, um, I have a background in branding and design. And then like the more I worked with branding and design clients, I realized that your website can be absolutely gorgeous. But if you are not taking the right actions behind the scenes in your business, if you don't have the mindset to actually show up for them, then it really doesn't even matter. Because if no one was going to your website before it was gorgeous, they're certainly (laughs) not going to start all of a sudden when it is. And my coaching work was really born out of that desire to get people more results to actually, you know, cultivate the mindset they needed to start showing up for that. And I just noticed when I was embracing my own pivot, how much I was holding myself back from actually showing up for it. Mm -hmm. And I think like, again, that feels like one of those blanket phrases where you're like, oh yeah, like (laughs) I got sick of my own BS. I wasn't showing up for it. Like, what does that actually mean? But I mean, for me, it meant that I would so much rather hide behind my computer. I would so much rather write content and post it than actually talking to people. And that was Mm -hmm. the biggest disconnect for me because I realized like, there's no way (laughs) that I could build this business based on connection where I'm 
quite literally talking to people and coaching them through things they're struggling with if I am not willing to step out and get more comfortable with that myself and actually do the work to get on calls, to connect with people, to realize that those were going to be hella uncomfortable at first. And I wasn't really <laughs> sure how it was going to work. But I think like the, the more you do it and the more that you step into that, the easier it gets, right? The first time that I wasn't just like sitting behind my computer writing up <laughs> captions because that felt safe. The first time I was like actually talking to someone that like I didn't previously know that came from the internet, which I think is always like when that happens in your coaching business, you're like, what? People actually know that I exist. This is amazing, right? Um, but I started to see that like with those uncomfortable actions came so much more progress and so much results. And like for me, putting a stop to my own BS was deciding that like I was no longer available to hide behind my computer, right? Like I had to get out there. I had to act actually talk to people if I was going to build a business based on talking to people. <laughs> right. And that's so powerful. And I think for your listeners listening, it's like we all kind of know what we're comfortable with, you know, what we're spending that busy time doing that's taking up the time, but not necessarily generating results. And then we also know what we're not doing because it's, you know, it's scary and it's going to put us outside of the box. So the fact that you realize that and then went and did it is really where the change starts happening. So any of your listeners listening, it's kind of like, what change do you need? to make right now to kind of step into that fear a bit, but know that the results are going to come. And I think that's where the success starts to come from. Yes. And it's almost always the thing that you're like, no, I could never do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Or at least it was for me, like the idea of like getting on calls with people I didn't know. I was like, no, I could never do that. Like sure. Once <laughs> they were paying me money that then it's totally fine. But like, I could never talk to someone before that. Right. Which yeah. I think like when you, when you frame it in that way, it's so much easier to see, right? Like it's so much easier to be like, oh, that's why that wasn't working. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think that's why that that kind of reflection and support can be so incredibly important in getting. So can you kind of talk to me about how you go from maybe having like introverted clients to being more visible in their business or even how you've done that yourself? Yeah, definitely. So for me, it's all about baby steps with clients that like know they want something but are so scared or don't even know how to start. And it's always baby steps. So for me to be like, well, you know, you got to go and do X, Y, Z and just get out there. They're going to freak out. Nothing's going to happen. So we kind of figure <laughs> out what's the next step that kind of feels scary, but it's exciting. And I always tell my clients to follow the excitement, but also a bit of fear in there is good because it's stretching you and business stretches you in every area, every year. It doesn't matter if you're your first year or a decade in, it's going to be scary and there's going to be stretches. So if you can follow something that's exciting, but also a bit scary, that's usually the best next step. And for somebody, and I know this was me, you know, a couple of years ago was just making my social media profiles public because they're all private. And that freaked me out. But as soon as I got there, it got easier. And so it's really identifying for that person what feels like a stretch, but also feels a bit doable and, and is that next step. And that's different for everyone. Totally. And I think it's so funny how much we can build those things up in our head, right? Because like the actual act of taking your social media profile public is like what you log into Instagram and you like switch it to public. <laughs> 
public, it takes like what, maybe 30 seconds. But I've totally been there too, right? Where it's like, oh no, I could never post anything about my business on my personal Facebook page. Like that would be crazy. I would piss everyone off. I would have no friends left, right? (laughs) And it's like, it's so insane to see how we build these things up in our head when in actuality, like, that is the work, right? Like that's the mindset work because the action itself takes like maybe 30 seconds. Like that is not the hard part. (laughs) So I just love that as an example because it, it so clearly illustrates how sometimes we're, we're like so in our head about these things. Totally. And that's usually, you know, someone that's never had a business and they're still working a nine to five, they might not want people to to see or hear about it because they're not comfortable talking about it. And what we usually do in that case is like, hey, find some groups or find some other areas that feel comfortable for you to kind of stretch out and introduce yourself. So it is about like taking that next scary step that seems so easy now, you know, standing on the other side, but is so worth it and and just a such a huge step for these people that are are just starting out and it's exciting to be able to watch. Yes. And like all of these little steps, as you were talking about, they all have a ripple effect, right? So like mm-hmm. setting your profile to public, like, okay, now people can actually find you. Now you're getting more visible. Like that only encourages the next step because mm-hmm. the more visible you get, the more people are going to engage. You're going to get those small nods <laughs> from the universe that you're like headed in the right direction, right? And I think that's what's so incredible because that only encourages you to take the next scary step, right? Or the next exciting, uncomfortable stretch. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. If you've been struggling to embrace your own pivot, stop second guessing yourself and start doing the thing, then girl, I want you to know that I've absolutely been there. But I also know the kinds of results that are possible for you when you decide to go after the dream that's on your heart. Because I 100% believe with all of my soul that it is possible for you to have the thriving life and successful business without sacrificing one for the other. But it means you have to get out of your own way first. If you're ready to have a huge breakthrough around the blind spot that's been holding you back from stepping into this new biz and start making more money than you ever thought possible, then you're absolutely going to want to join me for my completely free Master Your Money Mindset coaching call. During this 30-minute session, I'll help you to identify and work through your biggest money mindset challenge so you can cultivate the mindset you need to fully embrace your pivot and get the ball rolling in the right direction. I only do three of these each week and they've been filling fast. So head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash money mindset to grab yours before they're gone. So how do you encourage your clients to stick with their dreams through the ups and the downs and the lack of results and all of those kind of in-between uncomfortable phases that all businesses go through to really stick with it and to to know that, you know, they're going to start seeing more results and they're going to get to the other side of these uncomfortable things. And that's just going to become the new normal. What do you suggest for people going through that? 
That's a great question. And so I have two parts of that. And one part really comes from the Literally podcast and airing, you know, the first portion of my coaching journey so publicly and having people see that. So I'm really able to open up and share the struggles, whether it's in this business or previous businesses and share the, you know, the real shit behind it. So I'm not making it always look easy. And so when people are in my circle, whether they're in my Facebook group or they're following me on other platforms, they know that I'm very real and authentic, but I'm sharing the whole you know, the whole thing of business where it's so rewarding and there's freedom and there's income and there's impact, but it's also hard. And there's also times where it feels like you're standing still. What I always do with myself and with my clients is the why, your why behind your business, you know, whether it's now or five or 10 years, your why is the most important thing because it's going to keep you going. When you feel like no results are coming, when you feel like, you know, you're standing still and I've been there too for so long. The why is what gets you out of bed and gets you to take that next step, whether that's to leave a nine to five, to spend more time with your family, to support, you know, your parents in retirement or just take a kick-ass vacation. Your why is what is going to keep you moving. And I remind my clients and I ask them their why literally on every coaching call because we need to always remember it. Yes. Oh my gosh. So what is your why? So my why, and you know what, it's funny because I just, I just wrote a post the other day about like your whys can change. And so starting out when I started my business, you know, 11 years ago, my why was just to be able to take a vacation and not have to ask permission, have a time limit and any of that. So essentially no boss telling me no, because that's what happened. And that's how I started my first business. Now my why has evolved to something so much bigger where, I mean, I have a daughter, I have another child on the way. My why is to be able to spend as much time as I want with them while I also have the income to secure more real estate properties to secure, you know, my retirement and my parents' retirement, as well as having an impact on my clients' lives on such a bigger level because, you know, we can all do so much good in the world. And just by being able to inspire them, it really lights me up. So that's the combination of my why right now. Oh, that is like so incredibly good and juicy. And I love it. I think I especially love the part that you talked about, which is that your why can change. And I think that's so, so, so important. I mean, I've experienced this and I'm sure it sounds like you have too. As you reach that next level in your life, as you reach that next level in your business, like the dream keeps evolving, right? The dream keeps growing. I think so often when we look at like the next step or the next big thing that we're working towards, that almost becomes the new normal. That almost Mm -hmm. becomes our like, oh, okay, this is, this is just how life is now. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like I remember when I was still working in my corporate job and I was living in New York City and I was like so sick of hauling my groceries back on the subway and living in my shoebox size apartment and I was dating my now husband but he lived in Connecticut so I was in a long distance relationship and I was just like there's got to be more to life than this right (laughs) and I remember thinking like I just wanted like more fresh air more room to breathe like I was so done with the New York lifestyle. I just wanted to be able to like drive my car to Target and put everything in it and then like drive it home and unload groceries, you know, like that just sounded like so amazing. Yeah. And I think like now I think back on that and I was like, oh my gosh, it's ridiculous how much importance I put on like being able to put groceries in my car, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> because that's the new normal now. Like I moved out to Denver. We live like outside of Denver now. Um, in the mountains, like I'm literally looking out the window at like this gorgeous view. And like, I can't, I mean, we pretty much have our toilet paper shipped from Amazon now. So I don't even have to like call it from Target. But like besides the point, like that becomes the new normal, right? So mm-hmm. like that became that lifestyle change became the new normal. And then it was, okay, well, I don't want to go into another job that was exactly like the job I was working in New York. So that's how I started my own business. And then I made the pivot to coaching. And like every next step kind of becomes the new normal. And I think mm-hmm. as that happens, that's where the why evolves, right? That's where the new dream becomes available. That's where the new like reason behind doing things evolves. And I think that that's all part of it, right? Like I think there's no way that I could like get to my current dreams if I hadn't like gone through all the stuff before. Exactly. Yeah. That's such a, that's such an important statement. And anyone who is like wanting to embrace their pivot, whether it's from a nine to five or to a, to a business or from a different business to a new one, it's, it's like, it's just like your why and being able to allow it to evolve and change, you know, allow your life to evolve and change and follow that happiness because staying stuck somewhere and just staying in it, it's, it's no fun. And so just dream and see where you want to go. But then like you did, you know, make those steps and, and, and put it in place and, and it becomes your new normal. Totally. So I'm curious, it sounds like you had a pretty good thing going with your previous business. Can you talk to me a little bit more about how you got to the point where you decided you were no longer happy and what shifted to allow you to almost give yourself permission to leave something that that like looked so amazing like on paper per se? Yeah, so that business it was like my dream and I had built it up. Um, it was amazing. I had, I had it to the point where I had staff running it and I really wasn't needed. So from the outside, it looked perfect. I was making, you know, a lot of money. It was a multiple six figure company. I wasn't really needed there. I was able to take vacation totally unplugged and it would just run by itself. We are rated top three for the last three years that it was around when I had my daughter. So now almost four years ago, I knew that it would change. I didn't expect the change that would happen. So I, I prided myself on being an amazing boss. Like my staff were incredible. I paid them more than anyone else in our industry. We had the lowest turnover rates ever. And, and I really, that was super important to me. And so when I had my daughter and I realized I don't, you know, something's not there. I, I, I don't really love it as much. I'm not really as, you know, excited to grow it or the care factors dissolving. And that was something, a huge eye opener for me because I cared so much about my staff, about the growth, all of these things. So I started to notice little changes. And for about a year, I didn't do anything about it. And then I really realized like, whoa, I'm not being the best boss. You know, I'm not caring as much. And it would just be little things. Like I would, like my staff stuck with me. They're amazing, but I didn't care as much. And so that was a big eye opener for me where we you know, we slowed down on the growth. There was, there was things like that as a boss that I, I normally wouldn't do that I was starting to do. And I really just wanted to be able to be at home more. So even though I wasn't needed there, it was still the demand of being like a CEO of this amazing company. You're needed. Like whether you have a company that runs without you or not, you're needed there. And so I realized all these things where it's like, oh shoot, 
I don't love it anymore. And that was the hardest thing for me. And that's why it took me a couple years to commit to was because it looks so good. And when I finally started opening up and telling people, you know, I, I think I want to sell it or I think I want to close it. Everyone told me like, you have the such a good thing, like why? And so for so long, I felt guilty for wanting something else when somebody, you know, would probably give an arm and a leg to be able to be the CEO of this company. And so really all the guilt and, and a lot of that sunk in and, and kept me trapped. But I knew for a while and it was finally when I really recognized that I was not being the boss that I, you know, that built the company that I was losing myself as a person because I didn't have the drive or the ambition to grow it and really take care of it like I did where I knew I had to commit and make a change. And I went against everyone, you know, my husband, my family, no one wanted me to do it. And I was just like, done. I'm either selling or closing by this date. And, and I did. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the way you talk about it, <laughs> I think you have this knack for making things seem like cut and dry. And you're like, I just did. And I'm like, oh my God, like that must have been gut wrenching. <laughs> like, how did you make that decision? It sounds like it was such a full body decision. And like, you got to a point where you were like, it doesn't even matter that, <laughs> that no one else is on board. Like I'm doing this. Like how, I think there are so many people out there, especially when they're thinking about embracing their own pivot that are just like they go back and forth in their own heads so much. And I remember having this feeling when I was in a similar situation where it was like, okay, like, is this the best decision? Should I do this? You know, how did you get to a point where you weren't wavering in that anymore, but you were committed to it? Yeah. So, and I mean, I could resonate so much with that too, because I did go back and forth for so long. Like this is a decision that took probably like two and a half years to commit and, and put through, but the ultimate decision came when, like I said, I started losing myself on the business side. So I was not the boss I wanted to be. I was not, you know, I'm someone that has to be so passionate about what I'm doing. Otherwise it's not going to work. And, and I lost that passion and that drive and that ambition. So that was a huge red flag for me. Um, also what had happened is I started losing myself at home. So I had a young daughter. I, you know, it, it not being fully passionate in what I was doing was affecting my life at home. I was miserable. I started, you know, not being fun, taking it out on my family. And it was really recognizing that, that like, okay, so I'm staying here because people think it's a good idea because it's easy and I'm used to it and I could do it with my eyes closed, but I'm unhappy now in every single phase of my life. And I did stay in that unhappiness for a few months. And I, and I, and I openly say that like I hit a rock bottom where like I didn't go to a doctor and get diagnosed with depression, but I felt depressed. Like I woke up one day and I was standing in my kitchen and I could, I can remember it clear as day, just like looking outside and being like, this is it. Something has to change. I do not like who I am. And it was that day that I was like, I told Ben, he came home and I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry. He came home and I was like, I'm closing my business because I lost who I was and and, you know, the pain of staying there was so much worse than the scariness of just starting over and committing to something scary. And that was when it all happened. Oh, <laughs> man, I think there are so many people that can relate to your story. And that is just a beautiful thing to share. And thank you so much for sharing that because 
I think we like <laughs> we like to portray entrepreneurship as this like glossy, amazing thing that gives you like the freedom and the life that you want. And I'm not saying that it doesn't because it definitely does, but we almost forget or we like to skim over the fact that like there is some hard shit that you have to go through <laughs> in between. And like it's you don't get to skip over it, right? Like there's no easy button. There's no way to be like, oh, like I would just really rather not not have to do hard things or I would really rather like not have days where I'm crying to my husband mm-hmm. because things aren't working or turning out the way I wanted them to or I'm just having an off day because that can happen too you know like yeah. I think that we almost forgot that entrepreneurship isn't a cure to having that kind of human experience like you still have the ups and the downs and the hard shit and I think at least for me, it was deciding that it was worth all of that, right? Like I Mm -hmm. would rather work harder to build my own business than like be in a desk job that I wasn't feeling completely fulfilled by or Mm -hmm. like building up someone else's brand. And like, to me, there was going to be hard shit either way. (laughs) You know, like, it's not like we didn't all have tears in our full-time jobs too. So Mm -hmm. I think that it was just deciding like going for it was so much more worth it and so much more fulfilling than, than, I don't know, getting to one day where I like wished I had gone for it, you know? Right. You're so right. And, you know, this is something I always used to say is that like life is just too short. And so when you, when you realize that like, oh shoot, I'm not actually living by my own mottos or I'm not actually, you know, taking that and leading by example, it's really an eye opener. And I know how hard it is just like you do like to actually commit and make the decision but you can always go back. That's what I like to tell people who are like, how, like, you know, what if it was a mistake or what if it was the wrong decision? It's like, I could have always gone back. And what I had to realize was like, what's the worst that can happen? Okay. I'd have to get a job, like my first job in like over a decade, whatever. Like if that's the worst thing, I'm, I'm going for it. Like, you know, cause that's really not that bad. Totally. And I think like what you're talking about here is just like one of those very practical mindset shifts, because I know I was definitely in a space at certain points in my design business where I was like, what if I don't get another client? Like, what if the Mm -hmm. well runs dry in like the six months I have saved up? Like, what if this was all just a fluke for the last year and a half and all of a sudden the bottom drops out and like, you know, the crazy shit and stories we make up in our head when things aren't going well. Mm -hmm. And I think that just that shift of being like, okay, what actually is the concrete worst case scenario here? Like, what am I actually afraid of? Mm -hmm. And then realizing like that I could handle that, right? Like I could Mm -hmm. handle the like beating my ego would take if I had to go back and get a full-time job. Would I like it? No. Would it be uncomfortable? (laughs) Yes. Would I be pissed off? Probably. But like that in the end would not be that terrible of a thing. And I think if we can wrap our heads around that, right? Like if we can realize like, okay, it's not like we're saying like, okay, if I don't get a client, I'm going to be living on the street tomorrow. We're saying like, if I don't get a client, I have these other completely marketable skills that I was making good money with before. And I can do that again, right? So it's almost that piece where we make it more concrete, where if you can write down like, okay, what is it that I'm afraid of? What is it that the worst case scenario I could possibly imagine would be and 
realize that like you can handle that, right? Like most mm-hmm. of us can handle those worst case scenarios. Heck, we've had shit thrown at us that haven't been like within our control, like our businesses are. Mm-hmm. And we can handle those too, right? Like we've gotten through those milestones in life as well. So there's no reason that we couldn't handle like going back to a full-time job. Like that's that's actually like a pretty cushy worst case scenario. <laughs> but I think like when we can make it concrete, it's so much easier to overcome rather than and just having this like constant looming feeling in our brain that like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well said. That's exactly it. So it sounds like you just ultimately chose that your own happiness was more important than all of like the risk it took to start over in a new business. Would you say that's true? That's a hundred percent true. Like earlier this year, I walked away from, you know, a six figure income, a multiple six figure business. And I really only showed my face in the office a couple hours a day. And And unfortunately, I wasn't happy there. It's not that anything was wrong with the business. I mean, my staff were amazing. The business was amazing. I chose happiness and I don't regret it a single bit. I'm so happy right now. (laughs) And it's just like so incredible to see, like, when would you say that you went like all in on your coaching business? When did, when did that start? Yeah. So all in, I mean, I could say I went all in starting in January, but I feel like it goes in phases where, I mean, you go all in and it's scary and you're doing things you've never done. And then that becomes easy. And it's almost like you have to go all in again on like a next level Mm. or, you know, and, and so it's constantly like right now, as we talk, I realize I've been comfortable, even though I've hit, you know, the biggest income months I've ever had in this coaching business. I've recently hit multiple of those and I've gotten comfortable here. So now it's like, it's time for me to go all in again, just on a bit bigger of a scale. So I think it just happens constantly in business. Totally. I agree with that. But also like, just to illustrate the point, like January was not that long ago, right? So when you realize like how much we can, how much personal development, how much business development we can go through in a relatively short amount of time. I know when you're in it, it feels like forever. And you're like, why is this not happening faster? (laughs) But I think that like when you have that perspective and you can look back and say like, look, like that, I remember where I was in January and like to be where I am now. And like, of course, I've been following more of your journey. So I know a little bit more of the behind the scenes on that. But I think it was just recently that you had a challenge that was like from one to 11k. Is that true? It is. Yeah, we just finished up last week. So just like that difference, that shift, that kind of business development and it's just like incredible to know that like that started in January. So just pointing that out for anyone who's listening, who is like, okay, like I, I feel like I can never get there or I feel like it's not possible or it's possible for all these people, but not for me or, you know, whatever stories are going on in, in your head right now, like Monica's journey. And like, I, I mean, I don't know. Am I supposed to pitch other podcasts on my podcast? <laughs> if you haven't gone and listened to Monica's podcast, literally with Lacey Sites, you should go and listen to that and really like witness that story unfold because it's been like truly inspiring to me, but I know it will be for you as well. So 
for anyone who's listening who needs a serious dose of doubling down on their own happiness, I cannot recommend it enough. Thank you so much. And really with that, and I'm glad that you mentioned the zero to 11K because I mean, I used to you know, not believe these fancy numbers overnight or be super skeptical. And what, what happened and what I broke down in that challenge is like how I went from zero to 1000 and stayed stuck there with, you know, the mindset stories and, and all of those things that I was telling myself and what really allowed me to skyrocket to, you know, five figure months and beyond was, was being authentic and sharing my story even more so in a way of just, you know, my business experience, but really what really happened is I started talking about the struggles and, and the things that so many of us go through, but no one talks about. And so many people related with me just being authentic, where it grew my audience and my business and, and everything in such a way. So if you are, you know, struggling to share stories or open up and talk about things that you deep down know need to be shared, this is your permission to like open up and share it because that's going to move the needle in your business. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so clear how that has made been such a difference maker for you and how you're right. Like these are things that we all struggle with. Right. And I think like embracing a pivot is, is not smooth sailing. So I think that, you know, just acknowledging that there, there are milestones or challenges that we all go through and they're not always glamorous, but you can get through them and you can get support around them. So I just love that so much. Well, thank you. So Monica, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can come find me in my Facebook group. It's called the not a one hit wonder entrepreneur. Um, my website, I am Monica Doyle.com and on Instagram or Facebook at I am Monica Doyle. And I'd love to chat and, you know, learn more about you guys. Yes. So you heard it go find her over there. And thank you so much for joining us today, Monica. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. do you encourage your clients? Hold on. I'm going to start over there. 